Kijk het wacht. Het wacht, het wacht. David, you like the story tonight? Because the story tonight is uh, connected to the name of your son. It's about the wow. birth of the, the birth of the Rebbe Rashab. You know, the, you know the story of the birth of the Rebbe Rashab? You heard it before? So the story is like this. The, the yard site, the Hilula, the Rebbe Rashab is tomorrow night. Tonight's Rosh Chodesh Nissen. Month of redemption, the month of miracles starts tonight. Uh, the Rebbe told my grandma, Langezund, that just like in the month of Adar, there's an idea of Marb Mesimcha adding in Simcha, so too, Yesh Dinu Ben Nissen, so too, there's, a, there's an opinion that says in Nissen as well, the Marb Mesimcha in Simcha. In the spirit of redemption, in the spirit of Geula, I uh, want to share with you the incredible story of the birth of the Rebbe Hashab. And uh, what happened was like this. It was in the year Tav Reish Chaf. The, uh, it was the 10th day of Kislev. And Hasidim were having a Fabrengen because it was the, um, the 10th of Kislev is the day of the redemption of the Mitla Rebbe. And the, the uh, wife of the Rebbe Marash, Rebbe Tzirifka, was sleeping, it was, it was two or three in the morning, and uh, she was sleeping and she had this dream. In the dream, she sees her, her mother, Rebbe Sara, who was the daughter of the Mittler Rebbe, and she sees her grandfather, the Mittler Rebbe, and she sees that they have a very luminous expression. Rebbe Sara uh, tells Rebbe Rivka in the dream, she says, Rivka, you and your husband should write a Sefer Torah. And then her father, the grandfather of Rebetz and Rivka, says, and you will have a good son. And, uh, and you will, don't forget, you should call him by my name. That's what the Mithra Rebbe said to Rebetz and Rivka in the dream. So then... Rabbits and Sarah told Rabbits and Rivka, did you hear what Zaidi said? Did you hear what my grand, what your grandfather, my father said? And when Rabbits and Rivka woke up, she knew this wasn't just a regular dream. She knew this was significant. But for whatever reason, she decided that she doesn't want to tell her husband about the dream. So this was at the time when the Rebbe Rashab and Rabbits and Rivka were married for 10 years already. They got married on Yud Alef Nissen. Interesting, it's the day of the, of the Rebbe's birth was a day that they got married. Uh, the Rebbe Marash, the Rebbe Zinrifka were very young uh, by today's standards. Rebbe Zinrifka, not by the standards then, but Rebbe Zinrifka was uh, 15, Rebbe Zinrifka was 16 when they got married. And Rebbe Zinrifka was an orphan. And uh, she, had a, she suffered a lot. It says that, that, that they could see in her eyes that she had been through a lot. Uh, from as, as an orphan, and uh, she, the previous Rebbe writes about a whole a whole um, booklet about his mother. You have to read it. It's it's an incredible story about Rebbe Zinrifka. It will make you cry reading it. Really, really, just where she came from and who she was. It's mamish, uh, incredible thing. You have to read it. Anyways, so Rebbe Zinrifka, um, she. Uh, had a very deep respect, like a chassid, of her husband. 
She never called her husband by his name. She always would say, my my father's, uh, your father says, when she's talking to her children. Or she would say, he says. She never called the Rebbe Marash by his name. Whenever the Rebbe Marash would come into the room, she would stand up. She never would go and sit in his presence. So uh, she that, that's a kind of um, respect that she had. And also the, the Rebbe Marash um, responded, of course, in the great respect they had for each other. Her brothers and sisters were raised in the home of the Marash. Marash would would engage her siblings in both personal matters and communal matters. And there was a lot of and, and her her brothers and sisters who were orphans were part of the household. So the um, wife of the Tzemach Tzedek, whose name was Rebetzin Chaimushka, at that time got very sick and uh she she um spent the night rabbit Rivka spent the night in her mother-in-law's home the freaker writes about his mother that she had she had given up her whole heart and mind and whole soul to de- dedicated to to do the will of tzaddikim anyway so she went that night when her mother-in-law wasn't well she went to take care of her mother-in-law rabbits and she was there all night and in the morning her husband that samach came to her room and in the room is Rebetzin uh, Rivka. And Rebetzin Chaimushka is telling Tzemach Tzedek about dreams that she had. So Tzemach Tzedek responds and says, there are two opinions in the Talmud about dreams. One opinion is that dreams should be paid attention to, they have significance. The other opinion is that they shouldn't. But then Tzemach Tzedek turned to Rebetzin Rivka and he said to her, a good dream certainly has to be fulfilled. That's what Tzemach Tzedek said. And she understood right away that he wasn't telling this to her just, you know, happened by, you know, just, just by chance. Certainly this was significant and connected to the dream that, that she had. And uh, she decided that she's going to tell the, this dream to her husband. But what happened was, uh, what happened was, was that she, when she got back home, Rabbi Sintveraleya got very sick. And for three days, she was working very hard taking care of uh, Rabbi Sinverilea. And then the 19th of Kislev arrives, and she goes to sleep again, 19th of Kislev. And again, the dream happens again. The uh, Rabbi Sarah, her mother, comes in the dream, and Rabbi Mittler comes in the dream. And, and again, they tell her that she, they should, she should write a Sefer Terah. And and that she'll have a good child, that the Mitlavs shall have a good child. And then Rebbe Sara saw that another elderly man also comes in the dream. And she says to the elderly man, Zayda, grandfather, this was the Alt Rebbe, bless her. And the Alt Rebbe said, Amen. I'm sorry. Um, when, when the I just want to say the details correct over here. This is a uh, very special dream. Um, when she had this, the dream the second time, it was basically similar to the first dream, but in this dream, the Alter Rebbe also was present in the dream. And the Alter Rebbe um, said that... Yeah, her mother said to her, 
Rivka, my daughter, you and your husband try to say for Torah. And then the Rebbe again repeated again, like in the first dream, and you'll have a good son. And then the elderly man, which was the Alt Rebbe, he, he bent down a little bit and he said, Amen, so should Hashem say. So should Hashem declare. So Rebbe Tzinsara turned to the Alt Rebbe in the dream, and she, in a, in a voice of, of supplication, she says to the Alt Rebbe, Zaydeh, bless her. And he blessed her. And when he Alter Rebbe blessed Rebbe Tzinsara, so then the middle Rebbe said, Amen. And Rebbe Tzinsara said, Amen. And also Rebbe Tzinsara, in her dream, she also responds and says, Amen. Now, she said, Amen, out loud. And she woke and she wakes up, and the whole dream, you know, she wakes up from her dream. And she sees in her room, her husband, Rebbe Marashu, was already uh, starting starting the, the, the his day. And he heard her say, Amen. He said, said what was that about? So she quickly washed Nagelwasser. And she said that it's true, I had a dream. And in a few, in a little short while, I'll come to your room and I will tell you the dream. And a few minutes later, uh, Rabbitson Rivka gets up and she tells her husband the first dream that she had on the, the 10th day of Kislev and the, not the second dream that she had on the 19th of Kislev. So Rebbe Marash's face became very serious and he started walk pacing around the room and he said, he stopped pacing and he suddenly says, it's a good, you've had a, you've had a good dream and why don't you tell it to me immediately when you had the dream on the 10th of Kislev? These kinds of dreams, he emphasized, are the kind of dreams that are that that are which means that they're so important. On the spot, the Rebbe Marash started to think about the Sefer Torah that she was commanded to write. And he, he decided he wants to write a Sefer Torah, although a Sefer Torah is technically allowed to be written on, on, on any kosher animal's animal hide, but he wanted to write the Sefer Torah on specifically on kosher um, animals which were, which were properly slaughtered, which is a very rare thing, very expensive thing to do. In fact, the previous Rebbe originally wanted that the Sefer Torah that he had said to write to greet Mashiach, the Mashiach Sefer Torah, should also be written on the hide of animals that were shechted and to be kosher. Not just to be a kosher animal, but the animals should be slaughtered properly to be kosher. That's what Freakab originally asked that the Mashiach Sefer Torah should be, should be made. But then it was very expensive, wasn't possible, and it was written on on the other um, on the animal hide on, on, uh, uh, that was kosher animals, but not slaughtered, not ritually slaughtered, just any animal hides. But the Ramarash wanted to do the same thing, and indeed he wrote, he wrote the Sefer Torah on not just again, not just a, on a kosher animal hide, but also on animals that were ritually slaughtered that were shechted appropriately, and the end. That's what he wanted to do, and and he went. Uh, it took him about five weeks to get those specific highs that he wanted. His father, Semach Tzedek, told his son that they should write the Sefer Torah in secret. Only his brother should be present, and they should start the Sefer Torah in his room. And on the fifteenth of Shvat, that's when they began writing the Sefer Torah. And their Marash encouraged the Sofer, the one who's writing the Torah to do it very, very quickly. And seven months later, in the month of Elo was almost done, and then and very connected to this week's Torah portion, the day after Yom Kippur, which is the date that this Torah portion today of Yaakov was said, and the 11th day of Shvat, 11th day of um, Tishrei, the day after Yom Kippur, that's the day they scheduled for the day that the Sefer Torah will be completed. And a lot of guests had come to Lubavitch 
they knew the day after Yom Kippur was going to be a special celebration for the Sefer Torah, and but suddenly the um, the the Rebbe uh, Rivka had had wasn't part of the big celebration because she was already pregnant already then by eleventh of Tishrei in the year Tafish Chafalif and the follow and she wasn't part of the preparation of the meal but. Um, uh, the meal was all set to go, but the day after Yom Kippur, early in the morning, Tamar Tzedek called his youngest child, Marash, and he says to him, today you should make a big meal, and I will come to the meal, and I will share Hasidic teachings, I'll share a mimer, but the actual celebration, the Sefer Torah, don't do it today. And he didn't explain why. And they made a big celebration, and all the Hasidim were there, but the uh, rabbits and Rivka had prepared a special mantle, a mantle, a, a, a for the Sefer Torah, and she brought the Sefer, this mantle into the Tzemach Tzedek's room, and the Tzemach Tzedek said, Mazel Tov, may Hashem fulfill the words of the blessing that you were blessed by my father-in-law, the Mittler Rebbe, and the blessing that you got from my Zayde, my grandfather, the Alter Rebbe. But the Sefer Torah wasn't completed then. Instead, on Monday, uh, the following, um, sorry, the Sefer Torah was completed on Monday, the 13th of Cheshvan. That's when he told, told me should make the Sefer Torah. They should finish, they, they should complete the Sefer Torah in the Tzemach Sadek's room quietly. And that's where he gave this blessing to Rabbi Zarifka for the mantle that she had made for the Sefer Torah on the 13th of Cheshvan. On Monday, the 20th of Cheshvan, the Parshish Chayasara at nine o'clock in the morning, that's when the Rebbe Mahara, Rasha was born. And there were also not a lot of events that happened, Himmeldic events, things which are not, uh, that we can understand, that were connected to his birth and his bris. The bris was supposed to be uh, eight days later on the 27th day of Cheshvan. And on that Shabbos, I don't know why we don't do this today, but the Freedom writes that there was two events that happened on the Shabbos before the bris. First of all, on the night of the bris, there's Ben Zacher. I guess that's what we would call today Shalom Zacher. And there's another thing that they did on the day of, of, of Shabbos called Shalom Ben Zacher. I'm not sure why we don't have these two events today, but that's what Friedrich Rebbe writes about the Rebbe Rashad that they had these two events. There, Tzemach Tzedek shared Chassidus twice, that Shabbos was very unusual, in honor of this, 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 this new child, and his, his new grandson, Tzemach, the Rebbe Rashad. On Sunday, a massive crowd comes to Lubavitch uh, ready the Sunday night to prepare for the bris that's going to be on Monday morning. And people are saying Tehillim and Zayar in preparation for, for the bris. That night, Rebetzin Chayamushka, Tzemach's wife, had again a serious health problem. And her daughter, Rebetzin Verilea, was in her room. And the Rebetzin's room was close to the room of her husband, the Tzemach Tzad. It was three o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, they heard sound, uh, sounds coming from the room of the Tzemach Tzad. The Rebetzin woke up and she listened to what the conversation was. The Tzemach Tzedek had called for his attendant, whose name was Abchayim Dev, his, his devoted attendant, Abchayim Dev. And he said to him, and it never happened, he would call for his attendant so early in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, he calls for attendant, he says, please tell my son, Rebbe Marash, that the bris will not happen today. And when Rebbe Zinverilea heard this, uh, what, um, 
what the Tzemach is saying, what her father is saying. So she went back to her mother's room and told her mother, Rabchaim Ber. Uh, yeah, Rabchaim Ber, Dave. Thank you. So she went back to her mother and told her mother that, uh, that the bris is not going to happen. And the mother said, please go back to Tzemach Tzedek and tell Tzemach Tzedek that it's going to really bother the mother, Rabbi Tzemrifka, if the bris is not going to happen on time, it's going to bother her. Please ask him that she that, that, that he should make the bris, they should allow the bris to be on time. According to Allah, the, the baby's okay. Why can the bris be on time? So she went to Tzemach Tzedek and the Tzemach Tzedek heard what she said, but he did not um, he did not respond. And he, uh, he with his by if he affirmed with his shake of his head that indeed the Chaim Bear should go to the Ramarash, tell the Ramarash that the bris is not going to happen on time. Rabbi Zechaim didn't give up. And she sent her daughter Rebetzin Vayrali again and asked again, please do not let the bris be pushed off. A lot of guests have arrived. People are here and there's a whole meal prepared and it's something that will cause a lot of pain. Please don't do this. So Rebbe, she goes back to Tzemach Tzedek. Tzemach Tzedek says he knows the halacha and yet he has reasons why the bris cannot happen on that day. When Rebetzin Chaim Mushka saw this was happening, she told her daughter, go back again. This is what I want you to do. Tell Samach Tzedek that I, Rebetzin Chaimushka, are, are the daughter, I'm the daughter of a Talmud Chacham. Me, I'm the daughter of the Mitla Rebbe. And the power of being the daughter of a Talmud Chacham, I, with the power of Torah, I want it to be decreed with, 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 with my power of Torah, being the daughter of Talmud Chacham, I want that the bris should happen today. So Samach Tzedek you could see in his face, the, his, 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 in his forehead, uh, uh, he was in thought. And afterwards, he lifts his eyes and he says to his daughter in a conclusive way, what can I do? She wants us to be this way. And she is asking with halachic weight because she is the daughter of a Talmud Chacham. And I have to do what she wants. But things have to be the way they're supposed to be. And here the Tzemach Tzedek alluded to the connection between the delay of the bris and the delay of the writing of the Sefer Torah. Just like the Sefer Torah was delayed from the 11th of Tishrei to the 13th of Cheshvan, the Tzemach Tzedek said, so two things happen in the way they're supposed to happen by divine providence. And then they said, the Tzemach Tzedek said that the bris will happen the way, the way time it's supposed to be, the time it's set by, by heaven, not a moment before, not a moment after. It didn't explain. So the next morning, Everyone's waiting for the bris, and the chair for Yonavi is set up, and the chair for and that Samach Sadik was honored to be the Sandik. And the baby is brought, and the Marash himself was a moil and he was going to do the bris. But then suddenly he examined the baby, and as Samach Sadik had said, the baby wasn't ready for the bris. Baby had been healthy, but he consulted with other moil and other uh, moils who were present, and they all agreed that the bris cannot be done on time. And the Tzemach Tzedek uh, still said they should still make a, a great celebration that day. Actually, everyone said later, many years later, they said that since the 27th of Cheshm was the date that the bris was supposed to be, there's halachic significance in that day, although the bris was delayed, uh, there's still significance in that day, according to many opinions, even on the anniversary of that day, even though the bris didn't actually happen. So on that day, on the 27th of Cheshm, 
the Tzemach Tzedek had a whole Fabrengen and he shared Chassidus. And a month passes. And the baby is not yet ready to have the bris. And the Marash, the father of the baby, understood this is not something that, you know, is, is, there's a reason for this. And he's waiting for his father's instruction. On the night of the second of Hanukkah, the Tzemach Tzedek called the son and said to him, tomorrow will be the bris of your son. When the bris will happen, the bris should happen in the Mrebin's Kleinaminion, meaning they had a, a the Chassidim would call the uh, the a certain room, small room, where the Rebbe would have a, a smaller minion, and that's the bris should happen, the small room, and should be only your brothers should be there, only relatives should be there, at least there shouldn't be more than two minyanim there. And then the Tzemach Tzadik said, just like the second tablets, because they were, unlike the first tablets, were broken, because they were given, the Talmud says the first tablets were given with a great storm, with a lot of noise. The second tab- tablets were given, the Talmud says, with quiet, because the greatest thing is when things are done with modesty, and therefore the Tzemach Tzadik says that, that this is the way the bridge should be done, quietly. And then he said, may the words be fulfilled in the Torah, May the words of the Torah never cease from your mouth and from your children's mouth and your grandchildren's mouth. And the 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 uh, as the Rebbe Mitzvah had requested, the baby's name was given to be Doiver. And the Tzemach Tzedek said about this name at the bris, he said the word Rashad, which is the acronym of Rabbi Doiver, is an acronym of, is is the letters of the word Basar. Which means meat, flesh, and also is the acronym of the letters Shever, which means to be broken. And the the Semachsedek explains that you have to break the physicality of the body, the corporality of the body. And then the Semachsedek said the baby was born on the 20th of Cheshman, the Tapish Chafalif. Tapish Chafalif has two Chafs, Chaf Cheshman and Tapish Chafalif. This is a remez to the Kabbalistic. Uh, term Kisri Law, the divine revelation of the crown. That's the uh, that's the story of the, of the Rebbe Rashab's birth. And uh, as we're approaching the the yard side, the Ilula of the of the Rebbe Rashab tomorrow night, uh, on the day of the Ilula, the Torah says that the Tzadik Shama ascends to a higher place than ever before, and from that place he channels down Yeshua's salvation, in the world. And it doesn't just mean like, you know, in, in some lofty events happening, but as Rashi says, Bekerev Aretz means within Egypt. Bekerev Aretz means in the lowest places. So we should see the Geul Mitzvah Shlema, the true Geul Mitzvah Mashiach, and not just Geulah in a way that's, you know, we're waiting for it somewhere happening in some some celebration in heaven, but Bekerev Aretz, which you see this happening here, Bekerev Aretz, each of us in our lives, Bekashmi is physically, take me Mamash. Any questions? Um, yes. Do we have an answer as to what was the delay? And finally, it seems like that um, it was associated with the with the with, with it being quiet because both events were quieter. But um, that doesn't explain why it couldn't originally have been planned to be quiet. So so it's a, the, the um, it, it it remains a mystery overall. Bottom line, it's a mystery. All right. Anybody else? Okay. A good chaydish, a good vach, David. Good vach, chaydish, a good vach.
Charles and Rebero and Nielsen and Elias Yitzchak. Tvaket Chedesh.